This is the college hockey podcast you've been waiting for. These guys put the AA and NCAA. It's time once again for Grease in the Crease. With your hosts, Anders, Mike, and Willie. Welcome back to Grease in the Crease. Despite the odds, common sense, and pleas from our friends and family, we're back for another week. Our topic this week is going to be hockey road trips. Um, with that in mind, our sponsor is Cafe 89, which is the perfect stop on your hockey road trip, as long as you're traveling to or from Rozo. <laughs> Mike, when's the last time you were at Cafe 89? Oh, I bet you it was, I was probably still in high school, and I believe my Uncle Steve, and I I think it was Cousin Jesse, or maybe Noah, or maybe both, but we went snowmobiling down there, just, you know, riding along, uh, riding in the ditches, and then we went there and ate, and then just came back up to Rozo, and that's probably the last time that I was, that I was there. Did you have French onion soup when you were there? Mm, I think it was uh, some sort of like short stack situation. Oh, yeah, that sounds good, too. Let's get to games and growlers. Here's Mike with games and growlers. I'm so wasted. (laughs) Well, Willie, you better bring a couple of growlers when you come up this weekend for the St. Cloud UND series, because I got four different beers on tap for you. (laughs) I got... I got a German-style Dortmunder, which is kind of a pale pale ale, if you want to call that, but German-style, so it's pretty uh, pretty malty on the backbone. I got the Competition Honey Wheat Beer, which is also German, but a little bit on the lighter side with that wheat in there. I got everyone's favorite, the Steam. I got a light beer on tap, so bring a couple of growlers. We'll fill those bad boys up for this upcoming weekend. But going back to last weekend... Uh, some of our hat trick series, we had North Dakota performing well, speaking of North Dakota, out in the mountains, getting a tie and a victory against Denver. And with the shootout win that UND had on Friday, they move a, atop the NCHC. Denver is actually winless early in the conference season, so they have a, dug themselves a little bit of a hole to start. American International just pounds Mercyhurst on Friday, 12 to nothing. But Mercyhurst bounced back on Saturday with a 4-3 win to get the split there and uh, we actually had our first correct split pick. <laughs> and as you all can tell, that's uh, Willie celebrating that he got the double points here, which I'll highlight in a second. Uh, but the other game, uh, series that we had was Penn State proving too much for the Golden Gophers to handle at home. Even with a couple of two-goal leads on Saturday, they still got swept after going one for six on the power play on Saturday and keeping Penn State to only 31 shots, which, yes, keeping them to only 31 shots. I am emphasizing that with Penn State, how many shots and goals they get. But still too much to handle. Penn State uh, got the split at Mariucci. Elsewhere, RIT got swept at home against Sacred Heart after PD was hyping them up. Notre Dame and Wisconsin uh, skated to a split after I was hyping up Notre Dame. Uh, Colorado College, Willie, uh, how did your Huskies fare against Colorado College? I told you all last year that CC was back and you didn't believe me. And that's all I need to say. I won't talk about how awful St. Cloud looked. Uh, yes, it was just a 12-month delay in that one, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, is CC back, or could you make the argument that St. Cloud is back? Oh, St. Cloud is, <laughs> Cloud is bad. St. Cloud is down. There's, there's well, I mean, when you, 
you look at the history of the program, are they back to where they should be? And the last couple of years were an anomaly. Ooh. But if by couple, you mean 10. Yeah, give or take. Anyway, because of Willie's correct split with that AIC Mercyhurst series with AIC on Friday, Mercyhurst on Saturday, he gets double the points. So that four, uh, that four point series actually launches him into first place with 22 correct. Ast- double asterisk Anders, four back at 18. I'm one back at 17. Petey, you actually uh, you lost 10 bucks on the weekend, so you have 90 more dollars to play with before you owe me a delicious growler of my choice. Or wait, do we do we all get a growler? Is that what we decided? Either way, you have oh, yeah, 90 I'm, bucks left. I, I ponied up some money for this, right? I, I'm in for a third of this cash. Oh, okay. Well, yes, I believe cool. I, I believe a growler for all. All of you was uh, was I, I agreed to so love it. Well, you still got ninety bucks to play with as the season goes on here, uh, with the five dollars. Actually, um, uh, similar similar to double points without PD agreeing to it, he owes me three growlers because that's apparently how it works. Ooh, <laughs> making up rules as we go stuff up. Yep, that's how we uh, do things here in the uh, the pickums and the hat tricks. So uh, we'll we'll see how we all sit after next weekend. But let's move on. Before we get to the mailbag, I've got two follow-up questions. The Dortmunder, what's the, what did you name that beer? Uh, just Dortmunder. I haven't came up with anything clever yet. Oh, we got to have a few. We have a naming session over some beers. And then my other question is, um, have you? How's that White Claw doing that you made? You know what? It, uh, it's not going to be on tap actually because I was I tested it out today, and it did not ferment out as much as I needed it to. So I'm going to be adding more yeast to try to get that bad boy down. To uh, get the alcohol up and try to keep it as clean tasting as possible, because right now it kind of tastes like syrup. And that's just a white claw tastes like. I think you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Except that that thing is only like one and a half percent alcohol. So what's the just uh, start <laughs> start the day. Pan- start the day with pancakes both days. You're good. Yeah, that probably yeah. I should condense that stuff down and just use it as syrup. All right, PG, take us away from mailbag. Speedy delivery. It's time to dig into the mailbag. All right, thanks, Willie. And as per the usual, you can email your questions to gitcpod at gmail.com. Um, this week, I'm letting the mailbag build up for, for the next couple of weeks, so I'm actually taking it over. First question I had from my observations from the past weekend, with sweeping Denver at, at home, a team that last week I had on my honorable mention list but didn't include as I wanted to see how that the how they played out when they actually faced an actual competition this past weekend. Are you and are the UND fighting Hawks for real and a potential national title contender? Anders. No, that's it. <laughs> Mike. No, that's it. Willie. Absolutely. They are. Um, Adam Shields, a quality goaltender. Jordan. Cowell, God, you love North Dakota. Here's the deal. I'm just telling the truth. 1.3 points a game for him. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna get to this later when we talk about it. But he got injured late in the season last season. He's back this year. North Dakota looked good. Um, I hate to say it because I hate them and everything they stand for. But this just feels like one of those years where North Dakota is for real and they're gonna be a tough out. The one thing that I will say is that I think that the NCHC, as I as I've highlighted before, is just down overall. So I think they're gonna be a a benefactor of that. And we'll see if the non-conference schedule, of the conference overall lifts them, uh, you know, high enough 
to get them a good seed, but uh, they might just play, be playing RIT in the first round and get knocked out anyway. So uh, that that's one one caveat on my blunt, uh, kind of sarcastic no. But uh, that's, even after that's what they step. did at Denver, you're not impressed by that. Uh, well, UND seems to play Denver tough all the time, and you know they they've been playing pretty good on the road so far. The few road trips that they have had UND. So I guess I would like to see, well, actually the St. Cloud series is actually going to tell me a lot about them to see if St. Cloud as you know, poor as they've been playing, as you just mentioned, Willie, if they can get a win here at home, or I guess on the road, home for UND, then I guess that'll be a good barometer of where they are at. But, you know, it's not hard for UND to get up for Denver. And so that's where, that's where I take that with a grain of salt. Next here's really a good question. Who loves North Dakota more, Willie, Mike, or the entire state of North Dakota? I think I'm going to tweet the audience <laughs> to see if we can get a response. All right, so so I had a second part of that question, too. Kind of in reviewing the, the other top ten, you know, I feel Minnesota State and uh, Notre Dame and, and Denver, even though they got swept last weekend, are still legitimate contenders. Um, I'm going to go down the list of the, the other 10 teams in the top 10 and uh, just let me know if you think they're a pretender or a contender. Willie, let's start with you. Number two, Cornell. Yes, 6-0, and all, Cornell, Big Red Bear is uh, for real. All right. Anders, Cornell. The Big Red Bear is going to cause big problems. They are for real. They play defense. They are going to be tough. All right. Mike. How many games have they played yet? Six, six I believe. They, they played six, but they've dominated every fucking one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll join the bandwagon. Sure, why not? Big Red Bear. Okay. Okay, Mike, I'll start with you on the next one. Number six, Penn State. You know, uh, I would love to say that they are, but I, I just don't know defensively if they're going to be able to make it all the way. Um. Obviously, they're going to put up a lot of shots, get a lot of goals out of that. That's just the Guy Godowski way. And, yeah, if they can navigate their way through the Big Ten schedule and, you know, Wisconsin's been playing, you know, pretty tough. Uh, Notre Dame, as I mentioned, playing tough. If they can, you know, stay on top of the Big Ten and find their way to the tournament and see if they can just outscore people, then they will. But I just don't see it because defense wins championships, and I'm not sure if they're going to if they're going to be that good on uh, defense to get there. All right. Anders, Penn State. Penn State is essentially the Kansas City Chiefs of NCAA hockey. They are all offense, no defense. That doesn't work well playoff time. All right, Willie. Mike said that offense is the Guy Godowski way, and if they keep it up, there's going to be an actual Guy Godowski way because I think Penn State's for real. They're going to make a long run. All right. Uh, number seven, UMass. If you guys just want to just shout contender, pretender, let's. Uh, pretender. Okay. Uh, probably. Pretender, Willie, don't yeah. do, Willie, don't. Willie, don't do that. I care for you. I mean, that that's going to hurt when that mass hole comes around. <laughs> <laughs> I might change my answer because I, I like my mass hole. All right. Number eight, Clarkson. No. Stupid hat. Gotta love the colors, Clarkson all the way, baby. I got like seven national champions. This is gonna be a tough year. <laughs> Number nine, UMD Bulldogs. Can't count them out. Yeah, that's prep. That's kind of my sentiment too. That they haven't, they haven't played as well as I was expecting them to, given all the experience that they've had in the last 
you know, back-to-back national champions, but uh, can't count them out is kind of the best way to say that, Willie. Anders? Scott Perunovic. Perunovic, yes, there you go. Kobe <laughs> Baker. Give me, a, give me a break. Three years in a row. All right, kind of along the same lines of, as Cornell, number 10, Harvard. Nope. I don't see it either. You know what? I'm never going to say a bad thing about somebody from Harvard because they're probably going to be my boss one day, and um, they'll give me a raise right now. So mark this down. Yeah. Are, are there any other <laughs> are, there, are any other serious contenders you guys think that that weren't in the top ten or you know are just kind of sleeping on a run here? I don't know. I think it's kind of uh, top heavy to be honest with you. It seems like one of the years where uh, Mankato, Denver, um, North Dakota, even though you don't admit it, and the teams we talked about. I don't know if anybody outside of that's going to make a run at it. Outside of the Alaska schools, maybe Lake Superior State. Nice. <laughs> All right. So the second question I, I had, with a fairly ugly weekend against Penn State um, and having a fairly inconsistent season, how long will Bob Motzko's leash be with, with uh, the Gophers? Mike, Mr. Gopher, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think he has a free pass this year still. Uh, you know, anytime you have, you're taking over a program and – you know, again, hockey is not the biggest, you know, people dropping the program because of the coaching leaving, but, uh, you know, it's going to take a while to get that back, get that momentum back. You can, you see it by the attendance numbers in the stands that there's just not a whole lot of momentum behind the program itself. So I think he's got a free ride this year. And if he's having a similar start next year, then giving, given his age, you might have to start looking at things, but I think he'll be fine with at least through the this year and into, well into next year. All right, Willie. So much like Lando in Empire or Cassius in Rome in real life, traders usually get what's coming to them. Um, and in this case, it's going to be the gate. Matsuka's going to be out of a job, um, probably on the Big Ten Network, talking about hockey games for a while after they can him. Fire him! <laughs> Anders. I just think it's going to be funny that if that does happen, Swanson's going to be the first one writing a letter of recommendation. Say, please come back. Please, 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 because my team sucks now. <laughs> Don't, want him. One year later. Don't want him. Don't want him. St. Cloud could go winless for three years in a row, and I wouldn't take him back. You're lying. Um, I, <laughs> I just don't – I don't know. This is the weird thing about, like, Minnesota hockey. Like, it, they, they have just killed it out of me. Like, my, I can't care anymore. Like – I feel like this is one of those get back to the national tournament and get back to me situations, and they might not do that for five years. Like, that's how far the program has fallen. It's just sad. Yeah, I was kind of especially seeing, like, you know, like Mike mentioned, you know, seeing the Mariucci barely full or half full most weeks. It's not uh, not kind of fun to watch. All right, third, the third uh, question or observation I had this week, so I don't know, you guys might have saw the headlines, but uh, – um, not being scheduled to play against Denver on Saturday, UND junior defenseman Josh Rieger was at a local restaurant and ate one pounds of buffalo wings before he was called to fill in for Johnny, I'm going to go with Tikanik, who was battling. T- Tichonic, right? Tichonic, okay. Tychonic. No, that's how I say it. I think it's Winnipeg. No, it's Picnic like the table. Tychonic. 
Ty Comic. Ty Comic. Yes, no, Ty Comic. He was such a prick when he was alive. We told him to shove it. (laughs) (laughs) But but anyways, he was battling battling flu symptoms, so Rieger Rieger was called and filled in and scored his first career goal, which I believe was the game winner, you know, with a pound of uh, buffalo wings in his stomach. With that being said, what are the best and worst things you can eat before a game, and what is the worst thing you have personally eaten before a game? Anders? I can't really think of anything really super bad like buffalo wings, but um, Subway's always solid. <laughs> <laughs> Meatball sub. Champions. That was my go-to for a while, too, is Subway. How about you, Willie? So it's a three-part question, and my answers are all very similar. Best thing to have before a game? Green Boone's Farm. Worst thing to have before a game? <laughs> pink Boone's Farm. The worst thing I ever had before a game was Blue Boone's Farm. Ooh. Are these all at the National Hockey Center playing boot hockey? Or in Amarillo hockey or whatever else. We're going to start a fight in and get a <laughs> kicked out of the league. St. Cloud State University there for you, fellas. Woo! How about you, Mike? You know what? And Willie and Anders can attest to this, but before pretty much every road football game that we ever had, we would go to the buffet at Pizza Ranch. And, you know, that's a lot of greasy pizza to be eating six, seven hours before a football game. <laughs> and when it's unlimited buffet, that didn't sit right a lot of the time. So I was never really big on eating before a game or a golf meet or whatever. But I was always a fan of, uh, you know, recovery food, which usually involved fried chicken of some sort. Or, Anders, you always came with me to the guest house after football practice. And I would pretty much just walk back in the kitchen and uh cook with aunt mary and have myself a clubhouse sandwich that was always good uh, i was just telling mike this story too so uh my playing days in nb our uh, coach used to piss us off quite regularly and uh he told us one time that he'd prefer if our stomachs were empty before a game so our lungs could fill more with air and we're just like okay that's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous so 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 seven so seven of us went to McDonald's and put down a 20 piece McNugget and fries for our first game and we all performed just fine so I, I yeah. <laughs> I'd say unless you're lactose intolerant to drink a gallon of milk I don't think there's too much that'll uh that'll affect your uh, game on there so <laughs> extra extra lung I love that he was a biology teacher I'm assuming right Ah, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he was. Uh, All right, so let's move on to our topic. Um, So topic is road trips. On the road again. I am traveling up this uh, weekend to the beautiful city of East Grand Forks, and then we're going to travel travel across over to the disgusting city of Grand Forks for several hours just to uh, watch a hockey game. But um, So we're going to talk about road trips. First thing I want to talk about is... In your opinion, and we'll start with Anders. Anders, what's the best hockey destination city? I, I got two here, and one kind of is uh, a, a sign of the times. But I think it's hard to go wrong with Boston during the Beanpot Tournament. That that just seems like it could be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And my sneaky good trip, especially now in the snow, would be the UP of Michigan, starting with Lake Superior State, going all the way over catch a game in Michigan Tech, catch a game in Northern Michigan. I think that could be a fun trip. Houghton's amazing in the winter. I'll vouch for that 1,000%. Got some ice slide action. It's it's great. How about you, Mike? If you had to start a Kickstarter to go to one hockey city, what would it be? 
Uh, I guess not necessarily needing a Kickstarter, but it's hard to go wrong with St. Paul, right? Like all the tournaments that they usually have there, and that's the best time that you're going to go to a destination city is when there's some sort of tournament, whether that be a Frozen Four or a regional, uh, back in the day with the WCHA Final Five, state hockey tournament, whatever. You know, weather's usually good in the spring, so much to do in the city. Uh, so it's hard to compete with that. And as far as a destination city itself, but, um, you know, outside of what that we've done, uh, Madison square garden with in New York city would be a hell of a lot of fun to go to. I don't know. I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but I have a different answer uh, for later, but Madison square garden, historic venue, great city. That'd be a, a great destination city to go to. I'm kind of on the same lines as that. Um, I think Toronto would be a great, it's a great destination city. I mean, you got the, the passion of the fans, the Maple Leafs obviously there. So I think um, Toronto would be a wonderful hockey city. Just make sure to wear your poppy on Canadian <laughs> Veterans Day or racist ass Don Cherry will track you down, scream at you about being a brown person and tell you to get the fuck out of his country. So that's just one, one warning. You don't want to do that. I, I would. Day. I would chance it. Wear that fucking thing every day. <laughs> <laughs> Even stateside. All right. So, Michael, come back to you. What's the best actual road trip you've been on? Doesn't have to be hockey related necessarily, but what's the best road trip you've taken? Okay. Well, mine's kind of a mix here. And PD, you were with me on this one. Uh, so, it was senior year of college, spring break. Uh, PD, myself, and a couple of other roommates decided to drive out to Vegas, then back through Colorado to go snowboarding. And on the you know trip there, we decided to take the northern route because we wanted to go through Salt Lake City, and we you know started off with a a wonderful side uh, little side trip to Dow's, Iowa. PD, do you have a little a little Dow's, Iowa story to tell us? Well, yeah, I remember we had to stop there because Dalger, I think, uh, was going on like hour twenty five of being awake <laughs> after studying for some final, and he wanted to drive first just so he could you know he had I think enough adrenaline and. Uh, and um, caffeine. caffeine yeah running running through his blood so we stopped at yeah we random city dow's iowa which is about four miles off the freeway <laughs> so, so, so we get into the town and the entire town is closed except for like the local booyah i think that was going on for to support the firefighters or whatever it was but yeah. so, so anyways we drive around trying to find an open bathroom so we pull up to the gas station which is just a couple of pumps and there's no building or anything so dogger <laughs> just went and peed out there <laughs> And then, if I'm not mistaken, as we were leaving town, uh, we're we're heading out one way, and uh, there was wasn't there a sign like uh, Wall Drug? Wall, yeah, Wall, <laughs> South Dakota, 786 miles or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so that's when you know you've gone the wrong way off the interstate is when you see a Wall Drug sign with X amount of miles on it. <laughs> so that, that as as a I believe it was Dolger that we got back in the truck and got back on the interstate. He says that was a terrible idea for yeah. going off to Dallas, Iowa. But anyway, made it through Salt Lake where the the lanes the the lanes of the highway just abruptly ended, and so we almost caused a couple of accidents after driving all night through the mountains. Yep. Going to Vegas, tailgating in Vegas because we're college kids, so we of course we bring a grill and just you know eat cheap hot dogs so that we can pretend to spend money at the casinos going back through Breckenridge, Colorado, the male bonding capital of the world where we talked with, where was that? Uh, the girl from through your next hell walkie talkie cell phone, PD, oh, Argentina. She, she was from, I, I believe, I believe Chile or yeah, somewhere in South where, America. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was completely random. Uh, but to mix some hawk into this as we're coming back, 
Willie, you probably remember this game very, very vividly. 2006, Final Five, Gophers, Huskies. We're driving back, and the Huskies had a seemingly insurmountable lead, I do believe. And as we're listening to the radio coming into the Metro, the Gophers just keep on scoring. I mean, I think they were up. Willie, do you remember what they were up? It was like 7-2, to something like that, yeah. Yeah, anyway. did, you also, did you also talk about the bullshit fucking penalties that they just kept feeding them? Uh, no, because uh, we at the University of Minnesota only look at the facts, and so uh, that's all <laughs> they were reporting on on the radio. But anyway, we're pulling into town. Go over, just keep on scoring. Keep on scoring, keep on scoring. And just as we get back to the house in St. Paul, we like basically run inside just to turn the TV on just in time to watch St. Cloud win. I believe it was an 8-7 to seven victory in overtime. Uh, so yeah, that, that's how we ended that epic road trip and mix in a little bit of hockey at the end, just to watch St. Cloud state nip the Gophers, uh, which I think St. Cloud state lost to North Dakota the following night in the championship game. So, uh, didn't, it was all for naught because St. Cloud state can't ever close the deal. I'm going to close your deal. I was, we, I was there, uh, Anders, I think you were probably there with me too. That was a wonderful game that we watched, um, after, taking a break between the morning session and the afternoon session and hammering whatever kind of cheap beer we had back in the hotel room. And it was, it was a wonderful time. All right, Anders, best road trip. Uh, I think it's kind of a, a one that you were actually with me on this one, Swanson, when we went to, I went straight college on this one, that time we went to Madison and hey. uh, went to the beer Olympics at that one random place and just cleaned up. Killed it. We killed it. Uh, yeah. No one puts St. Cloud in a corner when it comes to beer Olympics. <laughs> Literally went there. I think we won every single event. But, yeah, no, we went there for a weekend. Um, we went to the game, I think, what, Saturday night, and then it was it was a good time. Did you happen to meet any UW athletes that weekend? I don't recall specifically, <laughs> um, but there's a possibility that one might have been uh, literally twice my size. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, didn't end well. May or may not have been a volleyball player that found you uh, quite quite attractive. Anyway. May or may not, yeah. May or may not have gotten spiked. <laughs> <laughs> My best road trip ever was not hockey related at all. Um, a couple years ago, eight of us piled into an RV, drove to Nashville through Horse Cave, Kentucky, stopping in the way back um, at a casino in Dubuque, Iowa, and it was a shit show. Um, we had one rule, no, no shitting in the RV bathroom, and luckily nobody broke that rule. So that was that was a success, but everything else was just a blur of drunkenness. If you haven't been to Nashville, Nashville is home to, I think, 55 actual residents and 27 million bridesmaids who are there on bachelorette parties just going bananas. It's It was ridiculous. Everywhere you look was a... Bachelorette party. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, that was a great road trip. Stopping at Horse Cave and winning some cash at the casino in Dubuque. Uh, moving on to our last question. Where do you want to go that you have not been to watch hockey? Mike, I'll start with you. It's funny that you mentioned Nashville, Willie. And you and I were texting earlier um, about Nashville and just how awesome of a city itself is. And how hockey has just exploded with some of the success that the Predators have had. And it was just announced this week that uh, North Dakota will be playing Penn State in the Hall of Fame game. 
I believe it was next year, right, Willie, 2020? Yep. Yeah. So you always hear about how awesome Nashville is. Hockey exploding with the Predators and hawk, you know, the Hall of Fame game going to be there. Uh, so, yeah, it would just be a fun city to go to, as you just mentioned, Willie. So you kind of stole my thunder on that one. But with hockey to boot, I think that would be a great place to go. They couldn't have found a more perfect fan base of those hick-ass fucking bumpkins from Grand Forks to go to Nashville. I think that's a match made in heaven. As Willie once famously said during the Final Five, whatever year that was, when there was just North Dakota fans drunk all over the place, it's not a question of what they're doing, it's where they're doing it. So they're getting drunk, watching hockey somewhere. And this time it's going to be Nashville. Anders, dream uh, place you haven't been. I think uh, this this one would be it, it'd be the perfect scenario, and it's not college hockey related; it's pro hockey related. I think it would be fun if you had two Canadian teams playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, like Toronto and Vancouver, to, yep. to just follow them around for those that that seven game series. In a perfect world, you'd be able to kind of go all of them. That would be nuts. That would be amazing. I'm with you 100 percent on that. I'm not really a huge uh, NHL fan, but I always end up cheering for the Canadian teams that are left in the playoffs because they just it's it's more fun to watch. For me, I've got two. I've got Lawson Rink and Kalamazoo. Um, the Kalamazoo crazies they look amazing when you watch on TV. They have a great atmosphere there. Plus, you can go dance your pants off at the Gatsby, which is the best named <laughs> dance club I've ever heard of. And second would be Goggin Ice Center in Oxford, Ohio. And little known fact, I'm doing Andrew's job here, but Skipper's Pub in Oxford is one of the best bars in America, according to whatever magazine that study was that I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so but those two places, Goggin and Lawson, I think would be um, great spots to go watch a college hockey games. So those, those would be my answers for that. Moving into trivia. Get out your thinking caps. That is correct. It's time for trivia. Wrong, 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 wrong. And we're going to stay on theme here. So now we're moving into trivia. Um, this weekend, can you tell me who has the longest road trip in front of them? No. Do, 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 mileage. Yep. That's probably an Alaska team. It is Alaska a team playing. It's a team playing an Alaska team. It's actually Ferris State. 3,689 miles they're traveling up to Fairbanks to play. Next, next question. Can you tell me which state has the most Division I hockey teams? Michigan. New York. Incor- ba- so Massachusetts. Michigan is incorrect. New York it's is New York. tied. New York is tied with one other state. Can you tell me that state? I've got to be Massachusetts then. Massachusetts. Um, yep. New York Massachusetts Mass- doesn't have 10, do they? They Yes, they do. They both have 10, and Michigan has 7. I'm impressed that you know off the top of your head that New York had 10 teams. That's that's impressive. Yes, because literally going to St. Cloud, they play a team from New York every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the best teams are, man. So you got Massachusetts 10, New York 10, Michigan 7 as the top three. Now we're going to go a little different. Um, can you tell me, or how many of the smallest four rinks can you name? Smallest four rinks crowd size in the country, Division One hockey. Can you name any of them? Oceanside and Arizona. 
That is correct. That is the smallest at 747 seats. (laughs) Not even a thousand seats. What else you got? Uh, Actually, I think I mentioned Alabama Huntsville last year. I think they actually have a pretty decent size arena, though. Yep, they do. It's not not one of the law, smallest four. Anybody else have any guesses? It's got to it's got to be one of the seawalls. I feel, I feel like it. no, they have a decent size. Got, I feel yeah. like it's like an Ivy school, like they're, Brown or they're, Princeton. They're or... Atlantic. They're Atlantic hockey schools. There's one WCHA school in there, but the other three are Atlantic. Sacred Heart. Nope. AIC. Nope. Mm-hmm. You got Niagara. Mercyhurst at thirteen hundred. You got Holy Cross at fourteen hundred. You got Robert Morris at fifteen eighty nine, and all the WCHA. Teams, all teams randomly on St. Cloud's schedule. Hey, oh, <laughs> toughest schedule in college hockey. Can you name? They're gonna, they're gonna lose them all. So there's one school that snuck into the top four this year from the WCHA. Can you name them? Fair State. Nope. Alaska Anchorage. They were at uh, Sullivan Arena, which had six thousand. But yeah. because of budget cuts, they had to move to the Wells Fargo Sports Complex on campus, which is 800 seats. Ooh, really? Yeah, I was going to so say that. I knew the Seawolves had a decent size arena because they had a junior team there, didn't they? Yes, but they had to move out of Sullivan for budgetary okay. reasons. So now they're there. Um, last, last question. According to Bleacher Report, they named the 50 best hockey cities. Um, and this is in the world. Can you tell me the two best hockey cities that do not have an NHL franchise. North Dakota is always on this list. Grand Forks got to be one. That is incorrect. Ooh, that's going to go straight to the balls of a lot of people here in Grand Forks because they're always pretty high on that. That's exactly why I did it, to give a shot to those. (laughs) Seattle. (laughs) Incorrect. Hmm. Madison? I don't think think there's any way you're going to get it. That's incorrect. The top two are London, Ontario, and Oxford, Ohio. Those are the two best hockey cities without an NHL franchise. North Dakota or Grand Forks would have been third on that list, just to be clear. But those were the top two non-NHL franchises. What the hell is it in Oxford, Ohio? Got to be some semi-pro the team. Same thing. No, Miami. People love Miami. The Red Hawks. They they love that team, man. That's why uh, Goggin would be a great place to go watch hockey. Well, what's in London, Ontario? Who's there? The, they've got the junior teams. They've got uh, the major junior squads there in London, Ontario, and they love it. And London, Ontario has been a um, on the short list of NHL expansion for many years. Whenever they talk about expansion, that's one of the cities that gets brought up. I know Seattle's going to get it, but they always talk about London as a possibility. Well, Hamilton too, right? Yes. Yep, that's correct. All right, so let's move on to Petey's Pot. Pride is on the line. It's time for Hat Trick. The hats are going to rain down a hat trick. And Petey's Pot. All right, once again, we got three series here. Uh, the first one we're going to highlight is Maine at Northeastern. This one we're going to go even on the spread for Petey's Pot itself. Petey, what are you thinking on Maine at Northeastern? Yeah, Maine, yeah, Maine will take it on Friday, and Northeastern will win Saturday for the split. Okay. Here. Anders, what are you thinking on this Maine and Northeastern series? Is your poop in a group? My poop is always <laughs> in a group. Good. Um, I, I think we're going to have to uh, respect a former co-host here and his love for the Maine Black Bears. 
And then I realized that they suck a ton and Northeastern is <laughs> probably going to win big. So they're going to sweep. Northeastern on a sweep. Willie, what do you think about that? Maine's coming off a big sweep in New Hampshire. Maine's back. Uh, they're 7-3-2. and two. I don't know if they're for real, but they're they're good. Northeastern's struggling early on. I like PD's logic, but I'm going opposite. I'm going Northeastern Friday, Maine Saturday in a split. You know what? I'm also picking a split, but I love PD's logic. I think Maine's going to ride the fact that they've been playing pretty good and get the win on Friday, and then Northeastern is going to come back and uh, get the win at home on Saturday. Next series, we got Wisconsin border battle with Minnesota. We're going to give Wisconsin a one-goal favorite in this particular series. Petey, go ahead. I don't know. Last weekend was tough to watch with Penn State coming in, and I, I mean, I think the matchup will be a little bit closer, but I still, I don't know, I'm still kind of down on Goldie. I think even even giving Gophers the one goal, I think uh, Wisconsin's going to sweep. All right. Willie, what do you think about your favorite team in the world, the Wisconsin Badgers? Before I answer this question, I would like to know if uh, my housing arrangements for this weekend are set in stone. Uh, you're in the dungeon of a basement because I had to get the whole thing out and it's kind of drafty down there. But I won't have to sleep on the street, no matter what I say. Uh, correct. I mean, it's snowing up here right now, <laughs> so I don't want you to uh, die on my watch. Perfect. I appreciate it. In that case, when you say Wisconsin... You said it all. Badgers sweep. Boo. Anders. Minnesota's going to have to literally, I, that, I'm kind of doing the common logic here, like get to the playoffs and get back to me. I literally don't want to talk about the Gophers ever again until they do something. I'm sick of them doing nothing. They suck. They're going to get swept. You know what? I was going to pick a split, but now that you guys are all on Wisconsin's bandwagon, go for a sweep. <laughs> all right. Final weekend or a final series of this weekend that we're going to be highlighting. Willie, St. Cloud oh, State, boy. coming up to North Dakota. Uh, actually, Willie picked the, the spread on this one. Two and a half goals in UND's favorite, Petey. Willie is not very high on his Husky squad. How, how do you feel? Well, I think with the initial line I saw, you know, I, I thought they could potentially, with God, two and a half, that's pretty... That's that's a pretty tough line. Um, North Dakota has been lighting the lamp quite a bit this year. I oof, two and a half though. My goodness, I gotta go. I think North Dakota will cover. Uh, will win on uh, Friday, and with the points, I will take St. Cloud on, on Saturday. All right, Anders, how about you? St. Cloud might not win another game the rest of the year, so it's kind of hard to uh, pick them to win. So I, I, as much as I don't want to, I'm going to go with UND in a sweep. Is it funny how much Anders loves UND, guys? I can't believe that. Loves him. Loves him. He and I, I got I... into a Twitter battle. He and I got into a Twitter battle earlier with somebody today talking about UND. It was pretty great. Oh, I'm going to have to go check that thing out. <laughs> Meanwhile, um. I have a little faith in the Huskies. I'm going to go UND with the win on Friday. And then Willie, just because you're here, I have a feeling that the Huskies are going to get an overtime. Over, It's going to be a tie. I'm going to pick a tie. But St. Cloud will get the overtime tie win in that third or fourth overtime. I don't know how they do ties anymore. It's kind of stupid. But for the official standings, UND win for uh, Friday and a tie on Saturday. Willie, what are you feeling? I've said often that I'll never ever pick UND, but St. Yep. Cloud, 
<laughs> last weekend. I couldn't tell at points um, if they didn't care or if they just weren't good enough. And that's not a feeling you've had since like 2004 watching them. It's it's rough. Um, so I hope that what I do now, as much as it hurts my soul, is going to spark some sort of uh, fire. I've <laughs> I've called Heather Weems. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would do that. They're they're definitely listening. It, I've called. Matter. I've called Mike Gibbons. He doesn't call me back. Uh, Brett Larson won't return my tweets. Nick Oliver, <laughs> I won't say anything negative about because of his Roseram heritage, but. Um, I am picking North Dakota in a sweep. This is the first and only time I will ever pick them, but I'm picking North Dakota to sweep St. Cloud because St. Cloud, not great. <laughs> it might be rough. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see if, uh, the, we'll see if that can sp- uh, be the spark plug that St. Cloud state needs as we, uh, move on with the hat trick and PD spot into next week. <laughs> Definitely. Gonna uh, I feel listening. very sad. I feel very, very sad about what I just did, but I would like to thank everybody for listening again this week. And go Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams. Spark plug. <laughs> <laughs>